Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction. Today's episode, we're going to talk about simplicity versus complexity. And specifically, this is something that I have been upset about. And I spoke to you, told you just five minutes ago that it's been upsetting me and you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, man, I, I figure let's get into a, a little a little sesh. Let's talk it through. Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry. Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. So this is a little venti on my part, but to paint the picture is I feel like, you know, I've seen the world, especially on social media, because I've been spending a lot of time producing content for social media for myself and for me and you for the podcast, just in general. And... It falls into this blanket of some people oversimplifying things and being like, you know, you have this issue, try these two things and see if it helps. I would quantify that as an oversimplification. But if it inspires somebody to move or inspires somebody to take action and they find some value from it, they found value from it and it was helpful. Vice versa, on more the elitist route of the table, we go over here and people will shit on that and be like oh look at this guy like he that oversimplification that's not the answer because you should dig into it deeper and get all the analytics and all the logistics of the information and like really hone down on it and um there's like a battle amongst the sides being like my way's better this way's better this way's better and it's really person specific yeah i like to call this one reductionism versus um pedantic Mm -hmm. so it's like people making a really complicated topic too simple. And with our experience on social media, we're finding out it has to be that simple because you only have attention for a short period of time. Yeah, 30 to 60 seconds. So like when you try to put out decent information, it's really important that you communicate quickly and well or else people aren't going to pay attention. And to that point, you know, like I watched um, an episode, you know who Andrew Huberman is? Yeah. I watched an episode on Andrew Huberman. He's got a podcast. He's a neuroscientist from Stanford. And I watched a three-hour podcast from him talking about essentially static stretching and flexibility. I don't think most people would listen to a three-hour podcast on that one topic because the value for them is not really there. Like they kind of just, you know, I can summarize his three-hour podcast for you into a 30-second Instagram clip. And it... At the end of it, he said that static stretching will yield long-term flexibility gains if it's done for an accumulated six minutes to 10 minutes per week. And you want to do it for roughly 30-second holds and longer holds in 30 seconds aren't that valuable. That's the three-hour podcast compressed into 30 seconds reduction. Yeah, well, and you run into both sides because, you know, we've had some people send us really interesting feedback. Um, and oftentimes it's not direct. They'll just basically talk trash passive aggressively. Um, but you know, for me, I posted one time, you know, my buddy Jeff was dancing funny in the background of my garage while I was doing some snatches Mm. and I had some asshole come on and, and say, Oh, you, you shouldn't even be posting with legs like that. Yeah. And I, I was like, Oh man, that's crazy. Like this guy has no idea who I am or what I do. He obviously doesn't know what Olympic lifting is. If he thinks it's about the size of my legs. Um, and furthermore, I'm battling some stuff with my legs. So this guy doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. So he's just weighing in with completely useless Negativity. information, like non-contextual. And his intention there is negative. He's saying your legs aren't big enough to be posting. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, how big are your legs? How big? What? What's the threshold for how large one's legs have to be to make it that they can post on social media? Just negative for no reason. Yeah, and you're going to run into that. But I think one of the challenges that you run into is that it's differentiation. People want to make a name for themselves. So they can go one of the two roads depending on what they're trying to prove or disprove. And they could get pedantic, which is like all the details matter. You made this one-off statement, and I'm going to zone in on that, but not take it in the context that you said it, right? Yeah. So you could be like, well, static stretching is stupid. And then you could finish off by saying, you know, instead of using that as a tool and, and building it out with all the other available tools, then static stretching alone is stupid. And that would, that would be a much better statement. But if somebody just reduced to just that, they can be like, well, this guy's an idiot. And they would get maybe points on social media for discrediting you, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the other end of it, it's, it's almost beneficial to get on there and say, hey, here's three exercises. We've been doing this and we're trying to stay away from things like three exercises to fit your back, fix your back and this sort of stuff. But even a term like bulletproofing, we made a post not too long ago on bulletproofing your shoulders. And people hate that term, some of them. And I'm not against that term because if you'd show me a person who their external rotators are incredibly strong, the chances that they're going to run into the, the same kind of anterior shoulder pain as somebody else is very, very decreased. And me, I've never had shoulder problems. That's the one thing that I've always had in check is I've had good range and really strong external rotators. So when I went and did a class with Ido Portal and he's like, well, if you can do 65 pounds with a Cuban rotation for 10 reps, three second eccentric down, he's using that as a metric for success to be like, your shoulders are as good as they can get. Not that you're never going to get hurt. Extremely resilient. Yeah. And so like maybe bulletproofing isn't perfect, but do we need to reduce it down to if you're, if they're saying that it's bull crap? I don't think we do. Yeah, or it's like, oh, you want me to change change the word of bulletproof because it's not it doesn't fit your parameters of what you think it should be. So we want to say this word instead because again, it's then you start going down that complex road of just like you know. I was listening to Mike Tyson on a podcast, and Mike Tyson was like, "Man, words are ambiguous because how you take them and how you perceive words, people perceive some words differently than others. Just like you would define some words differently than I would. So if I use a word that doesn't meet your de- definition, we're at a disagreement." And that's why context is so important. What's the intention of the communication? So for me, this was a life lesson that I'm learning. I've learned, learning, and still have to learn in the future. And you know I beat myself up pretty hard, as I'm sure many of our listeners do. But giving a shit about what other people think has been an ongoing battle in my life, in all aspects of life. And there was this picture that I came across, and it was a man, a woman, and a donkey. And I showed it to you earlier, but I'll try to... I'll try to paint a a small word picture for people. And it's essentially, if you can picture a man, a woman, and a donkey walking beside each other, there's an onlooker or a judger or a critiquer saying, oh, look at those stupid people. They should be riding that donkey. Like, why why are they just walking beside it? What a a waste of utility. And then there's the next picture where the man is on the donkey and the woman is walking beside it. And it's like, oh, my God, that man's a douchebag. Like, he should be let his wife ride that donkey. You know, that's the gentleman thing to do. And it goes on and on, and every aspect of the frame, the frame changes, but there's always a critique. If they're both riding the donkey, oh, that poor donkey, those humans are abusing that poor animal. If they carry the donkey, they're idiots. If they carry the donkey, they're stupid. Why are they carrying that donkey? It can walk by itself. So from the outsider's perspective, looking in, whatever you're doing in life, people, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to make a judgment call on you without context and try to just paint you with a brush in a negative way 
light in a negative fashion. No different than the guy who talked crap about your legs in that video. And it, it's upsetting, but you have to like be able to develop some kind of alligator skin or some kind of toughness to detach from these people because that kind of shit is not going to go away in this world. Unfortunately, there's always going to be somebody with something to say that's negative about what you're doing with your life. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why it's so important. The conversation that we have about, you know, where are you trying to go? Do you understand what your goals are? Because for me, I'm really clear on that. Like if somebody wanted to call me out on something, I often have a really good reason I'm going that direction. I'm happy to talk to them about it. And if I don't, I actually want to talk them through and understand their perspective anyway. I don't, I'm not super sensitive. Um, in that situation, in there, that same post, there was a guy that was like, oh, a stupid weight dropper. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is probably a guy that has only ever been inside of a Planet Fitness and he's never seen Olympic lifting. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And I said, do you know anything about Olympic lifting? Have you ever, have you ever looked at that sport at all? And he didn't write back because he's a coward. To that point, between me and you, the funnest part of Olympic weightlifting to me is when I get a dump a heavy bar. That's half the reward for me is I just like it. You know, it's just yeah. fun to me. You stand up and you're like, listen, that was bomb. And you spike that bar. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. I'm going to drop that bar like boom. Yeah. I want like there's like there's a satisfaction and intensity to me. And somebody could listen to this or somebody could take this out of context and be like, oh, this guy's a rookie lifter clearly because that's not the victory. But, you know, you can't judge what makes me feel good versus what makes you feel good versus them. Again, like you paint that picture of somebody's always going to have some shit to say. Well, you know, that comp, that episode that we did about life is about millimeters, you know, little decisions take you in a certain path. And, you know, the decision to focus too much on what somebody has to say, I struggle with this at times because people are so off and I just want to have the conversation so we can get to some sort of understanding, but they don't want to have the conversation. Um, but just this idea that Life is about decisions, and they're going to make decisions that are either taking them to their goals or not. So first, before you criticize, do you understand what they're doing and why? Mm. Probably not. You don't know what they're dealing with. That yeah. person was a dickhead today in traffic. I'm going to freak out and shoot at them. Like, that's crazy to me. Maybe they were in a rush to see their wife who's in the hospital. Like, you don't know the story. It's the hardest thing, though, to be an observer of life and just try to understand and give other humans grace on on things that they're doing in life even as trainers you know like it's our job to tell people what to do and it's our job to kind of guide people but you know if somebody comes up to you and tells you oh, i want to work out and i want to lose 10 pounds and maybe they need they should lose more than 10 pounds but they say you know what this was a win this is i'm happy and i'm not willing to we just did a podcast episode on what was it called um how bad do you want it maybe they don't want anymore and maybe that's 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 where they're at. Maybe that's the best they've ever been. And we're judging being like, well, it's not that good and could be better. But maybe that's the best they've ever been. And to them, that is the highlight. And that's like, they just need to want, they just want to try to like maintain that and keep with that and drive, jive with it. And they're not willing to put in more work. And they're not willing to watch their diet anymore because they've hit their highest peak thus far. So I have two things to say on that. My client in South Africa, Sean, I was following up with him and being like, man, like, I'd love to see you completing more, more workouts and like following the program better. And he just kind of picks and chooses and does what he wants. And I'm like, oh man, we're losing. And then he's like, hey, just so you know, with your accountability and follow-up, I don't do 100% of the workouts, but mm -hmm. I have been consistently active more than I've been in my whole life. Yeah. And I'm like, 
we're totally winning. I, I got so zoned in. And then the second thought on that topic is I had a client stand in front of me and say, what do you think my ideal weight is? And I'm like, listen, I don't care. I don't care. My goal is to get you where you want to be. My thoughts on what's ideal don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do is give you the best that you can do with the time that your lifestyle allows so you can live your life as good as possible. Yeah. And, you know, that it took me a while to get there. But I will tell you, as a trainer, when your focus is only on what they want, um, it makes it a lot easier because your pre- preconceived notions aren't guiding the direction so much. It just takes pressure off. Yeah. Yeah. And like hand in hand, if this quote goes, I feel like this quote goes with the conversation at hand, but in many different contexts, but a quote that rolls in my head a lot is, you know, having expectations of yourself or others is essentially signing a contract with yourself that I'm going to be unhappy unless I get what I want. That's an interesting conversation to have. Being like... Where to roll around on this. I think, I think the, uh, when I think about that, I think that people would be a lot better served to focus on what they're going to do for the process than the outcome. Because I've seen a lot of people that, hey, I want a six pack, I want to lose this much weight, blah, 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 blah. They get to that point and they don't feel different about themselves necessarily. They're just a person that's a bit smaller. Mm. Right? And so I think when people can be proud of the process and really zone in with like, well, here's the steps that I'm going to take and I'm going to do as be- the best I can with those steps and see where I go. To me, that would be a higher truth. And I could kind of get behind that where it's like, well, you know, this is my goal. I, it, that harkens a little bit to me, like don't set goals. And I don't think that's the case. But I think once you set a goal that the big focus shouldn't be on the result, it should be the process because that's what you're proud of anyway. It's, yeah, setting goals, I think, is valuable. It's it's like, you know, you're such a, you're such a gym rat, essentially. You're instilling a value of, like, health and fitness and wellness into your sons. What if Will doesn't want to be as jacked as you, and what if he thrives in playing the piano? Are you going to be disappointed because you expected him to be, like... Honestly, probably people have probably thought this and never said it to you directly, but well, I've people, had people say it directly to me. Yeah, like isn't Will supposed to be a little prodigy, like the next little, the next little monster, the the next Curtis? Like oh, people are like, oh, he's going to be a beast. I'm like, only if he wants to. That's what I'm saying. So if you expected him though, and yeah. he he jived he jived away from it, if he didn't lean in towards the fitness, mm. and he jived away from it, and then you were disappointed because yeah, you're like, oh, I expected my son to be better. Like yeah. I expected him to, you know. I expected my son to go to university and become a businessman, and instead he became a Twitch streamer. Yeah, you know what? That it's kind of a crazy thing. And then, and then you split the line. Oh, he he made a million dollars streaming video games. Well, I guess he's all right then. He did okay for himself. Is that success? How happy is he? All that? I don't know. I had somebody at the gym roll up to me and say, "Oh yeah, just watch. You know, your son. He's he's going to want to be an artist." And I'm like, like I'll, it's an insult. <laughs> then I'll take art classes with him. Yeah. I play two instruments very well and a third okay is one of them the twanging thing (laughs) (laughs) i wish yeah i wish uh no it's saxophone and piano i've been playing piano since grade one i have a 1903 heinzman in my house that i still tickle the ivories on and i can say that because it's actually ivory Ivory. Uh, but this person was assuming because i'm involved in exercise that i'm one-dimensional 
And they also were assuming that my expectations of my son would be dysfunctional. So I, I think I understand what you're saying on expectations versus goals there. That, that makes good sense. To that point, people have already said that to me with my young one up and coming in like T minus three months. Like, what are you going to do if they don't want to like work out with you? Isn't I'm like three months already. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. So but excited. to that point, people have already imposed those judgments on me, so it makes sense they've judged it on you. Well, totally. And it, you know, early on in our in our relationship, me and Sarah got married really young. I was twenty four, she was twenty three, and we both just had our birthday, so we had just turned. And people would be like, "Oh, why? When are you having kids? Why haven't you yet?" Uh, and it went by about two years, and I knew a friend of mine that was uh, having a hard time conceiving. And I just looked at somebody. I got kind of annoyed. I'm 24 and a half. And they're like, when are you having kids? I'm like, I need to get my life together first. Mm-hmm. And so I just looked at this person. I was like, that is such an ignorant question. Have you ever thought about what it would be like for somebody that just can't? Yeah, someone that's struggling. And so the rumor went around that I couldn't. So <laughs> when me and Sarah had Will, we had Will in 2015. And we were married in 07. So eight years. And so the rumor had gone around throughout the company that we just couldn't. And, you know, somebody was at my desk and was like, oh, it's so good for you guys. You know, you tried for so hard, so long. And I was like, yeah, an entirety of one month. And the look they gave me was hilarious. But again, like, this is, this is one of those things where like imposing your expectations can be tough. And I think that early on when you said that, I'm like, well, I don't know. Goals are still good, but you're not even talking about that. You're talking about like expectations of how the world and, and other people need to behave. Mm-hmm. I think that makes great sense. Like you really got to watch the value you put on things. Yeah. So to summarize this episode, like, you know, whether it's oversimplification or overcomplication, I think both are valuable. I think they're both good. I love listening to you talk about geeky fitness stuff and like the effects on the brain. I like geeking out and going down. I like listening to three hour podcasts on neuroscience and how things affect the brain. But I also appreciate going on Instagram and looking at somebody do a movement and be like, huh, I never thought about doing that kind of movement before. Let me try it. Let me go play with that movement for a minute and see see what I can make sense of it. For me, the summary of this podcast is, you know, try to try to mind your judgments against other people, because I also find I speak for myself. The more that I'm judging myself, like the more I judge other people and critique other people, absolutely, the more I judge myself and critique myself. So if you're a highly critical person of yourself chances are you're probably highly critical of others and vice versa. I think it goes hand in hand. So just mind your judgments and everyone just chill. Maybe Especially just me. Everyone Let's chill. Maybe just try to assume that people are doing the best they can do. Absolutely. Yeah. Please. Thanks. Do you feel vented out? A little bit. All right. If you're still with us, subscribe, like. You can put on them notifications. Thanks for joining us. If you have any um, requests as far as topics, please reach out and We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.